Hey sports fans, welcome to episode 43 of State of My Sports. That's State of MI Sports. We talk about the teams we love and you love in this great state of Michigan. Stay in touch with us on our social media, State of MI Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Also like our Facebook page with the same name, State of MI Sports. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You're alerted when a new episode is out and share us with some friends to help us grow our audience. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch each segment as they get released throughout the week. Episode 43, we'll catch up on some news around the, the sports world during our beer intros and then jump into MSU's new football head coach and the staff uh, that he's kind of putting together there in East Lansing. Uh, we'll talk about some Detroit Lion rumors and roster decisions that have been made the last couple of weeks. Uh, we'll also jump into the trade deadline that Eisman just did. The, the NHL trade deadline is passed. Eisman made a couple moves, and we'll talk about that. Uh, some of the prospects to keep an eye on that might get some uh, NHL time before the year is done. Um, and we'll do some beer grades. So before cool. we get into our beer intros, I did want to, before we even do that, I should probably stick to my normal format where I say, I am Sam Waldhart, and with me today is <laughs> Kyle Fossey and Ryan Waldhart. Uh, we're ready to drink some beer, talk some sports, and have a good time doing it. Um, but before we jump into our beer intros, I did want to talk about some things that happened uh, over the last couple weeks. We were off last week. Uh, just didn't work out for all of us to get together. So um, Sam was in Texas. I, I was in Texas. Just uh, living life. Yeah. yeah I had a good time. It. Yeah. Did you guys have a good week off? What did you guys do? Anything? Worked. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, just work, basically. Yeah, that, yeah. that's exactly what I did. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I had nothing else to really say. I was putting in 12-hour days and yeah. stupid 13, whatever. Yeah. So your week off from the podcast wasn't a week off from, from real work or anything like that? No, it didn't no. feel like a normal vacation no. from no, it, work. Temperatures were really cold. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know about you. We hit 70 a couple times in Texas. So that was nice. Oh, it was good weather. I'm ready, man. I'm ready. I, I really liked Austin. Austin is a fun city. To go to, they had the scooters that you can kind of you scan them on your phone. Yeah, I've heard, download I've heard that before about Austin that it's yeah. it's more fun than going to Houston. So yeah. I, when I yeah. asked you about it the other day, that I was kind of expecting your answer on that. Yeah, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, so there was a couple things that happened. Uh, John Beeline stepped away. Uh, yeah, crazy. from the Cavaliers. That kind of, I mean, we all, it kind of came out around All Star Weekend that it was going to happen. Yeah. Really weird that it did. I mean, this is his first year of a five-year deal, I think it was. And all of a sudden, just, I, mean, I don't want to say out of nowhere because there was so much speculation and it just wasn't going well for him or the Cavaliers, and all of a sudden he, he steps down. I mean, I feel like it's just an NBA thing, right? I mean, he's a good coach, but he's not a good babysitter. And I feel like you have to be a good babysitter to succeed in the NBA. Is yeah. that is that a fair way to look at it? There's a whole lot of, yeah, weak-minded individuals in the NBA. That's what it seems like, at least. Yes. They're, they're, You're talking about the players, right? I'm talking about the players, okay. yeah. They flop. You know, if somebody touches them, they flop. If if they don't get a foul call, they cry about it. it, it that just extends to the locker room, it seems like. And it's, in my opinion, that's the LeBron era that we yeah. live in. Yep. I'm sure people would think, you know, I don't know, that I'm just kind of knocking LeBron, but it, but it's, it seems like during this time period, it's been a lot of players running the show and yeah. be, being the coach and being the GM and working together. That's it's just an extension of that. No, I think that's fair. I still feel like it says more about John Beeline than it does anything else, though. What do you mean by that? Because we're sitting here, we all know that he had to know that. Yeah, I, and I think maybe he didn't know to what level that was. Um, and I, and maybe that's why I think he was miserable doing it. Yeah, I, I think, agree. I but I think too when he left, like he was him and 
you got to remember too is at the same time him and Izzo were both like talking to the media about saying like some of this NCAA rule stuff is so ridiculous. Yeah, like that he was so sick of that, yes. which is why he left. And I right? think that kind of yes, that kind of not, not forced his hand, but moved him towards the NBA to say, enough of this. I'm going to try the the NBA and. Yeah, didn't too, look at how bad it really yeah. is. It's too know. bad because he had such a good thing at Michigan, oh, yeah. and everybody loved having him there. He yeah. he could have stayed as long as he wanted, and then he goes and gets his dream job, probably because of the NCAA and how difficult that coaching role is. Yep. Yeah. And then it turns out like this, and he it's too sounded bad. like it he, lost, he lost he yeah. lost respect to the players from day one when he made him run suicides and yeah. everything. And then that's G League the, players. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Get that's, over it. You don't have to cry exactly. babies. It's yeah. your job. And, 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 and I mean, he was getting, I think it was four and a half or five million a, a year. And that's probably like league minimum these days with, with yeah. a lot of these guys. Half of them yeah. are getting paid, you know, 15 to $30 million. I just, yeah. I just put myself in that position as a player. If I'm, if it's my chance in the G league or the summer league to show off and like, I'm in shape. I'm going to camp in <laughs> yeah. shape. Oh, yeah. And those suicides are not going to break me. But I'm all those guys, all. Yeah, I know, yeah. and all those guys just like they were complaining about that. So that, yeah. that really bothered me. I have a lot of respect for the guy. It's too bad it didn't work too. out. Yeah. It's just, it, he, it just didn't have, he just never had yeah. the locker room. Yeah, and he I, probably won't get another chance. I mean, that was kind yeah. of his one and only chance. Yeah, and certainly not I, the NBA. It, and it's, it, it, I think it's just much a Cleveland issue. I mean, how many times, and most of the time it was LeBron chasing out coaches, pick, choosing and picking, like, Picking and choosing, I should say, like who he wanted to be his coach. Was, I feel like that. That's the only reason that, Tyron Lou has it. Yeah, it's kind of gone on in Cleveland, and it's continued even with him gone. With guys like Kevin Love, even Andre Drummond coming in, it sounds like he he kind of came out and there was rumors that he was the one that said, "I won't play for you guys if John Beeline's the coach yeah. next year." And that was kind of tipping his hand type oh. thing. So it's just too bad that he got treated that way. G- good guy, good coach. Um, you hate to see it, and it's just another yeah. another coach that the NBA chewed up and spit out. So, yeah. um, uh, some cool news that kind of happened uh, uh, back on uh, Saturday, I think it was. Um, in case you guys missed it, but an emergency goalie win this in, is so in the cool. NHL. So, what is it? I, I I'm not familiar. So, what does this mean? Okay, so for people that don't understand, so uh, uh, NHL team can only dress two goalies per game, and they can only have two goalies up. They they might be able to scratch one, but you can't bring them in. And, and dress them once the roster is set for the game. So you have two goalies that you can dress. In this case, uh, I don't remember who started the game for Carolina, but Mrazic came in after the starter got hurt. Mrazic came in, he got hurt. So then at every single NHL game, there's what they call an emergency goalie that's available to either team if they lose both goalies to injury. Then this guy comes in. No kidding, wow. So he's a 42-year-old guy. Uh, his name is David Ayers. Um <laughs> <laughs> 42-year-old Zamboni driver. He, he's the Zamboni driver for the Toronto Maple Leafs minor league minor league yeah. team. Oh, and he that. just happened no to be kidding. he so he was the emergency goalie. Which to, both I, goalies I, get hurt. Sorry, go ahead. Was he wearing a minor the minor league helmet yeah. and everything? Yeah, like, so the he gear does, he had was the minor league gear. How yeah, cool is that? So so a lot of the NHL teams and, and AHL teams they do bring in like scrub goalies, like beer league goalie, goalies that are just around the rink day in and day out to like be a practice goalie that that happens a lot so he has faced these type of players and these shots and stuff but i mean how he much came that in. Pay? yeah right yeah. <laughs> how much would that be sounds yeah. probably not, just not like bad. all i mean in canada they're just like yeah whatever I, free ice yeah. i'll take it <laughs> they'll just jump on it so uh just cool story i mean he allowed two goals on 10 shots and got the officially got the win because i think it was like a three three to one uh, three to one game when he came in 
he allowed two, made it three three or at one point. So uh, he got credited with a win. He's the first. He's the oldest goalie to ever get credited with his first career win or something goofy. But a lot of a lot of cool stuff. I mean, that is cool. You look at it as it it's cool, but at the same time, it's kind of embarrassing that it goes to that. That's basically like if you lose two quarterbacks instead of making Danny Amendola the quarterback, you're gonna bring in yeah the guy that played the highest level in the stands. You know yeah, what I mean? That's it's, true. That's weird. It, it's weird when you think about it that way, but it's a, it's, it's Don't you different. Don't it be it's, better to just dress three goalies? In a way, but then, I mean, or just have can't. Or just have, like, it, baseball. That's, that's the tough part. I mean, I mean baseball, everybody everybody has two catchers, but somebody along the way played catcher growing up. Yeah. So, so yeah. they could just jump in, but that doesn't happen in hockey? No, it doesn't. And it's, it's it feels like you should. I mean, yeah. you should be putting, you know, yeah. Sveshnikov in that if, if instead or that's something, right? That's the name I was going to say, too. Yeah, you're yeah, going to nail it. That's, that's your guy. Sveshnikov. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's it's cool, but it's also kind of why is that the case? Like, that's how is there not a better it, yeah. option? Yeah. But I don't know. We'll give it to him, I guess. So. Cool story. Yeah. Um. So before we do our beer introductions, um, I do want to remind everyone to stop into the Hobbs Brewing Company and Cafe for your game days, date nights, business lunches, or your night out with friends, the hops gets a high grade from us with Taco Tuesday, Stein Night Wednesdays, and great weekly deals for Mug Club members and more throughout the week. They have great beer, great food, and are the official brewery of State of My Sports for 2020. Mention this month's code, King Kyle, for $2 off your first beer of your visit and let them know we sent to you. So, Ryan, will you please start us off with a beer intro? So, long, long time ago, we had... Uh our last episode, right? Yeah. And then Kyle, I think this was your beer, the Bean Ball Blonde. Yes. Yeah. From the Mitten Brewing Company. It just so happened to be here at Sam's house. <laughs> By so chance. It was available. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but you know, I'm, I I tasted this the last time you had it. Yeah, and you this tried is a some. very good beer. It's I'm a great. I was beer. really looking forward to it. So good night. Yeah. Cool. Kyle. I have a New Holland Brewing. It's called IPA. And I don't really know how to say this. It's either Zat or it's Taz. Uh, I'm going to go Zat. Yeah. I have no idea. Because it's backwards or upside down. Or I'm not very, sure. Very, very yeah. weird. Oh, it's Taz for sure because the other side has it upright. There, there you oh, go. Oh, you're okay, Taz. Okay, That's a nice right. nice can, though. I like it. I do Great. like it. gets yeah. you thinking. It does. Yeah. We're really thinking over here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a Galaxy <laughs> India Pale Ale. Sorry, I was looking for the thing here. The galaxy. The galaxy. galaxy. I don't know what that means. It's out of this world. I guess. Tropical and fruity. Upside and down. Wild, <laughs> it says. It's it's the upside down. That's what they're that's what they're doing. Yeah. Nice. So I have the most popular beer in all of the United States. I think I saw, right? Didn't it like win like the the best beer of all in in the United States? I didn't know that, did it? Really? I, yeah. I think it's a two year running, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, two hearted what? ale out of Bell's Brewery in Comstock, Michigan. It is a Michigan staple. It's brewed with 100% Centennial hops, and it is very good beer. Very solid. You can't go wrong with a two-hearted. You can't. So, like we said, we are a couple weeks behind, but Michigan State did make a a football hire, which was a big deal. So they hired Mel Tucker, who was Colorado's head coach. I actually, so I think it was our last episode, I mentioned him as one of the guys that pulled his name out of the hat Yeah. for the running of, of the... That was the report. Yeah, that's that's what they were saying. And then literally, I think it was 
like it, it was like happen. like midnight. Yeah. So we recorded uh, two weeks ago today on a yeah. Tuesday, and then it came out. I it, think before I was even in bed, they mentioned it. It was the worst timing you could possibly <laughs> it have. Like, oh. It's like right when you clicked, like you know, submitting or I don't yeah. even know how you do it, but yeah, I don't yeah. understand how they didn't even post ask the episode us about when we were recording. They should be asking yeah. us when they should have at least know. texted. They should have to told alert. me, yeah. and I could have broke some news. Like right. it would be a big yeah, exactly on the line with us. Man, it would have been really cool, but but it, I mean, all in all, it's probably better off that we were done recording because I would have been like, "All right, guys, sorry, we got to scrap that, that episode. We got to start over." He, he would have kept going on. I would have. I would have kept been there in. even longer. Yeah, exactly. You guys fell asleep last episode when I was talking <laughs> we were Red Wings. So. PS4 while you. Played. <laughs> all right, so uh, yeah, like I said, originally took his name out of the hat, but eventually he received a six-year, five-point-five annual salary. Which is over one million dollars more than D'Antoni was getting, with his uh, at four point three million dollars annually. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, all in all, it's a solid hire, right? I mean, I think uh, Luke Fickle was probably the dream, the guy that you truly sure. wanted. But this guy's not far down that list. I don't think so. No, right? No, I agree. Um, I mean, look, I, I don't know much about Colorado football. I, I don't know. know the ups and downs. I don't know much about this guy. But the fact that he was. Wasn't he only there uh, one year? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's commi- he, he's, committed to them, though. Yeah. He. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he's you, more you're like, yeah. to us. <laughs> you know, from the sounds of it, it sounds like a good hire. Yeah. Yep. And and I think that's something to be excited about. Um, you know, some would say that they, they may have overpaid. Um, I don't think that's possible. But, no. And that's that's so kind of what I was going to get into. Yeah. So so why why do you think that's not possible? If if you it's only overpaid if the, if somebody doesn't work out or if they're a bad coach or they don't live up to it. That's what it oil like yeah. You I have you have to pay to get to get the right guy in there. If if he wins games, that salary means nothing to the program. Yep. Absolutely nothing. You get an an excited fan base and you make that up immediately. No, I, I completely agree. And I, like you're only overpaying for some like if if you're paying for something that nobody else wants. I mean, that's really the, the biggest thing. I mean, if you think he's worth it, you're not overpaying for it. No. And you have a right? little, you have a little bit of the thing too where it's like, okay, he's the last one to sign. Yeah. So, you know, when they when they what was it two summers ago they resigned Matthew Stafford and they're like, "Oh my god, he's the highest paid. highest paid player in the NFL." Yeah. 4 minutes later, he's not. Anymore. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, yeah. Now I, I now he's on exactly a bargain the same, but <laughs> No, yeah, no, I get we, what you're yeah. saying though. And and look, I think a college football is something to quote unquote overpay for. That's what, that's where that's the money what you is. should always like. That's what every athletic department should be overpaying for. He should always be your highest paid employee yeah. in an athletic department, in my opinion. I mean, you you have some I mean, of the some of the Big Ten coaches on here listed out, and I mean Jeff Brome is work is making six point six million. You have Pat Fitzgerald making five point one four. This is just. This is what a program in the Big Ten is expected to pay their head coach. Yeah, this yeah. falls right in line where it should, in my in my opinion, at least. Yeah, uh, you got Jim Harbaugh at seven five. Like you already said, Jeff Brom at uh, six six. Penn State, uh, James Franklin five point six five. I mean, they he's gonna fall right in line. I mean, I, I just yeah. saw that Ryan Day got an extension. I didn't see what he got paid, he, but I'm sure it's gonna more. be probably more. Yeah, but this is good for Michigan State, and I'm not saying you were underpaying. D'Antonio, but what you're doing as Michigan State is you're saying, look, we, we D'Antonio proved that we can win 
when when we put our mind to it, when we bring in the right guys, when we're focused on building the program. So invest in it. That's what will make your other athletics grow is a solid football team. It brings in the revenue that no one else can. And I think it's worth bringing up that if if the reports were that Mel Tucker was not going to come to MSU and then suddenly he just signs out of nowhere and he has this nice salary, obviously that's what it took. So they they were doing the whole back and forth. Yeah. They were negotiating, and MSU did what it took to get the guy they wanted. And I think that's an encouraging sign for MSU. This guy's background is pretty awesome. I mean, he's been to a lot of different programs, yeah, a lot he's of been awesome lot. coaches. Worked under Saban, I believe. Yeah. So, and, and I think that experience will really help out in a situation that MSU is in right now. He's He's been all mm-hmm. over the place. He's seen a lot. He's experienced a lot. He has a lot of good friends. Yep. He's known as a good recruiter. It, I, it's exactly what this, this program is, needs. It's more than what any of us were expecting two weeks ago. <laughs> yes. Oh, I, I, I completely agree. It, honestly, true. it felt like, and I said it, it, it felt like the best idea would to just be get through this year I thought and then bring in the next guy. But then they went out and did this, and it's like, okay, they proved me wrong. They did better than what I thought they would at that moment. But I also thought he was out of the, the running. And yeah. we thought there were a lot of other names out of the running. So it was kind of – Yep. One of those situations that if you weren't going to get this guy, then I think you would have been better off just waiting. Yeah. But I think and, it's a great hire. And I I'm think there very was happy with this hire. Two, three, four names on that list that were like, if you can get them, great. Yeah. If not, just leg it out. Yeah. Don't yeah. don't go me- middle of the pack here. No. Because I think you and me say we were talking. I think we were texting too. Like he's a phenomenal recruiter. Yeah. Or he has been. So if I, you yeah, know, he, he's I know pro- he, he, he got he got a five star out of Michigan. Yeah. To go and to you, Colorado. Didn't you say that's what it was? Yeah. Okay. I think it was a running back, right? Out of uh, uh I'm not I'm not gonna say it. But but he's got but there's he, somebody. Ypsilanti? No. You told what is he was it Ypsilanti? I don't no, remember. Maybe not. I can't remember. I think he has the Ohio he's got area too. Yeah, that's, and that's very, say. very important for Michigan yeah. State. They've lost that area recently. Yeah. So it, it, this is big. I mean it yeah. It big, yeah. Yeah, and it's not going to be a quick fix. So I it, right. I mean no. for Spartan fans, you still expect a rough, rough season. But like because the talent is not there. I think what it does though is this year it, it they've already started the rebuild right now. They've already sent that message to the entire university, to the program right now. They've already done it. They've gotten yep. it out of the way. So if they had a year with transition and then going forward, it would have been really two or three years before this program starts to find an identity. At least they started this process earlier. Yep. Immediately. So now it's it's closer to two years than the three. Yes. In, in my opinion. Yep. So um it'll be interesting. And and I think the the coolest thing about this hire is he was adamant about his assistant coaches. And how much they should be getting paid. So I'm going to try to skim through my notes here and, and pick out what I wanted. But I mean, basically, there, he forced Michigan State to, you know, rip open that Velcro wallet. You know that noise that, you know, when they had those cheap. I wish I still had it. exactly. <laughs> we'll blow the dust off it. He has a six million dollar pool for his assistant coaches. That is top ten in the country. Whoa, really? Yes. I'm, I'm again. I probably just misspoke because I'm not actually reading what I wrote down. But pay attention. Please. Yeah, it, it, it's up there. So that is a very exciting. It, it's one million dollars more than they were given to Antonio for his assistance. And the six million. All right, so here it is. Yes, I think it's ninth nationally. Yeah, I think you're right. Good, good pick up there. Thanks for looking that up. <laughs> um, six million dollar pool. That that's good. You're going to bring in good assistant coaches. You're going to get who you want to come in and do it. 
and that's exactly what he, he seems to be doing. So a couple names that, you know, kind of where the money's getting spent. Uh, defensive line coach uh, Ron Burton is going to stay at MSU under, um, holy smokes, Mel Tucker. Thank you. I just. I thought I that was like his. I, uh, when you looked at me, I thought that was like his nickname. <laughs> and I'm like, is his nickname Holy Smokes? Because that's sweet. <laughs> that is, that's that's like his a new one. That's like a Jim Leland thing. Yeah, right. Jimmy <laughs> Smokes. Yeah. Got Jimmy him. Smokes. <laughs> All right. So, also, some, some names that, that are worth bringing up. Uh, Mike Tressel will stay in East Lansing as well. He was the defensive coordinator last year. Um, he hasn't been named defensive coordinator. Uh, I think it's kind of like a linebacker's coach. It hasn't been given an exact title. I feel like they're kind of waiting seeing if they can get somebody else to come in and be that defensive coordinator. If they can't find someone, it's Mike Tressel's job then. That's just my speculation, just kind of what I'm reading into. Could be, I, yeah. I could be wrong. Um, we'll, we'll see. Uh, they hired offensive coordinator Jay Johnson. Uh, he was with Colorado, uh, or he was with Mel Tucker at Colorado. He was a quarterback's coach, I believe. Um, he's going to be the offensive coordinator and quarterback coach for MSU. And Harlan Barnett was kind of the big one. He he was at he worked under D'Antonio for a few years. Um, I think during the the Rose Bowl era when when they were on the Rose Bowl a few years back. The uh, no fly zone. Exactly. He yeah, was part was of him. that. Uh, he's coming back as the defensive backs coach. Um, so that that's exciting. He was uh, he left MSU in 2018 to become Florida State's defensive coordinator. He's coming back. Very good hire. That, that's exciting. He's a good coach. Um, another one that I, that I thought was worth bringing up, and it's kind of a boring one, but Ross Ross Els. I, I was reading up on this guy. He's a special teams coordinator. Um, he's been a Power Five defensive coordinator, and, and does an excellent job with special teams. Is what Mel Tucker said. Uh, his, his attention to detail is outstanding, and he's a great teacher. He also develops great relationships with his players which makes him a great recruiter as well. His experience will definitely help our staff. I think that's massive in this situation because you're bringing in a lot of guys from Colorado that were lower-level assistant coaches that don't have the, a lot of experience. So I think mm. bringing in Harlan Barnett and um, Ross Ells helps that aspect of, of it a ton. They're going to help. They're, they're not even going to be teaching the players. They're going to be, you know, mentoring the, the younger coaches and be like, this is the, how you do it. This is how you recruit. And it's going to be, it just seems to be putting, a, he seems to be putting a good staff together, in my opinion. Yeah. Look, I'm not saying that these guys are the next big names that they're going to be leaving for head coaching jobs. I don't know anything about them other than what I'm reading, but it seems, it like, seems he's like, having, like he's getting who he wants. He's having some success. Exactly. And at this yeah. time of year, that I, it's big. It's big, yeah, because yeah. you just don't expect it. Yeah, and you, and you hope that these guys are who he wanted and he's not going, you know, to the second, third tier because of the situation he's been put in. Um, you know, I assume that these are who he wanted and he's bringing them in he's going to overpay them, which is great. I think it's perfect for, for Michigan state. I think this is exactly what they needed. Um, but I'm, and then they have, uh, William Pergleck as the running back coach that came out yesterday. Um, so if that doesn't get you six to midnight, I don't know what else will. So I'm unfamiliar. <laughs> William. You don't know who your running backs coach is? Come on, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I know it's kind of boring to talk about, but, I mean, in other, it, basically what we wanted to bring up was this, it seems to be coming together, and that yeah. is... And he got some money to spend. He, yes. It, yeah. He's yep. holding Michigan State's feet to the fire and be like, hey, I'm only going to come here if you're going to put up money. Support me. You're yeah. going to support me. You're going to support the guys that I bring in and make this a program that... You know, Michigan State ha can be. Um, so, 
good for them. I, I, I'm excited. I think, I hope they're successful. I hope that we have two of the best, you know, two top 10 football teams in, in the state of Michigan in a couple of years. That's what I'd like to see. So, yeah. um, so some other stuff that, that are worth, that's worth bringing up. I don't want to get into a ton, but there is a little more D'Antonio fallout that happened. Um, I guess some pictures came out. That's kind of putting, you know, D'Antonio's statements to, to shame. Basically he said, curse Blackwell was not on a certain recruiting trip and they have, picture proof that he was when he wasn't supposed to be well he wasn't in the home yeah he wasn't in the home okay yeah so it's violation it's a violation of rules is the picture of him in the home it is okay it is i haven't seen it yeah and it's just like the the rules that were broken are so minimal i I think i said that before i don't care about the rules it's the cover-up that looks bad it's Well, it's a sworn testimony, right? Yeah, and and on top, yeah, exactly. I mean, those it are char- charges could be brought against him. Yeah, yeah. Yep. If he perjured himself, then it, right. Yeah, so it's just, I mean, it just looks bad, and it's unfortunate that that's what's happening with D'Antonio. But I feel like it's just going to continue to snowball. It, it'll be really interesting to see what happens. Um, I think it gets worse before it gets better. Yes. Yep. Which is too bad I because still he don't deserves. Know if it's why he left? But. I, I'm right there with you. I, I go yeah. back and forth on yeah, that. Yeah, I don't buy that's the reason he left. I think yeah. it had more to do with the university and the relationship and them yep. going behind his back. The behind yeah. the back thing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. For sure. So um again, it's it's just reports. Nobody knows what's gonna happen. Nobody knows the truth at this point. It's just stuff that's worth talking about because it is still important to Michigan State. It's important to the state of Michigan. You know, Michigan fans will have a good laugh about it and Michigan State fans will just Shrug it off. I yeah, mean, that's that, really all yeah, you can do at this true. point. And, and until we learn more and true, you know, true statements are coming out, you, you never really yeah. know. But yeah. um, it'll be something that we bring up from time to time. I don't want to harp on it a whole lot um, because it's really not a big deal other than the cover up if it turns into anything more. So. We got some Lions to talk about. Some, actually, some pretty big news that happened. Yeah, really big. So, Damon Harrison was released last week. Or it was actually technically this week, I, I think. But, yeah. But, I mean, it came out late last week that they were going to release this guy. I mean, look, he, he was talking retirement. I get what they're doing. But, I mean, that is a massive hole that it's all of a sudden guaranteed to be there. What were you guys' original thoughts on that? Ryan, if you want to start us off. I mean, I think I don't think it's gonna hurt the team that much. I mean, how much did he really play last year? How much did he really impact the team? And I know that's one of the reasons why they were so terrible is that he wasn't in there playing and impacting the game. But I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things where he was he never really seemed like a lion. So I don't think it's as big of a loss. I guess the bigger thing is now it impacts the draft more than the defensive line part of the draft more than. Before, so now we're, now that is needs to be more of a focus, which is where a lot of us wanted to go. Yeah, I, exactly, I know yeah. Kyle, you, I forget the name that you, Derek Brown, I think, Brown, yeah. is is who you've wanted. Yeah. I mean, that basically just makes that that much bigger, that much right? More important. Yeah, that yeah. much more important. Um, I think real quick, another point to Ryan's is like, I think you have a culture problem when you have this guy saying, "I'm in, I'm out, I'm in, I'm out." Like, was he ever really a lion? Was yeah, he, it, you know, it I, doesn't I don't mean feel that in a weird like way, it. but like. Sometimes you just don't want that around either. No, I I, I agree. And, and look, he's going to cost five million dollars against the cap. That sucks. But all in all, you're saving six million dollars. Seven. 
Or sorry, yeah, seven. Sorry, Thank I don't. You. I didn't want to correct you, but I just did my homework. No, that's all right. This. I get it. I, I appreciate when you guys do that. <laughs> I just um, crunched the numbers. It's seven. It's it's almost seven, <laughs> technically. But right. all right, I just Look, rounded I, up. The way I like like my initial thought is, yeah, we're releasing. I we just resigned last year and extended. That sucks. That hurts. But the fact that he's talking retirement, and the Lions are just like, no, we're we're done with you. Like, I'm sorry, but we're gonna cut ties. It looks bad by us but we're going to make a bad like a bad decision we're going to make it right now you know what i mean like we are not going to let you hold us hostage we are going to yeah expose a gaping hole on our defense line that we have to fill but now we know for a fact that we have to fill it on you know february 25th while we're sitting here recording the lions know they need to fill that hole on the defensive line it's no longer a question mark it is no longer potentially 12 million dollars against the cap it's only five. It's, you know what I mean? Yeah, I see them. <clears throat> Whoa. I see that more as like a $7 million opportunity for okay. the team. And, and I mean, Darius Slay is the next topic that, that you wanted to talk about in this. Yeah, we can trans- mush them together if you I, want to. Well, yeah, I think Damon Harrison, with him, with, with us saving the $7 million, this works out in the Lions' favor to possibly extend Darius Slay. And I know the question is do we, you know, I don't know, do we make that mistake with Slay like we did with Snacks? But I don't see it that way at all. First of all, Darius Slay has been a lion the whole time. Yeah. He knows the culture. He knows the locker room. He knows the coaches. He knows, we we know what we're getting into. Snacks came on a trade. So he didn't really have a say in the whole thing. You never know how that's really going to mesh in the end. You just hope for the best. Mm -hmm. So number one, I think that's, that's a really big, say in that and then the biggest thing with slay is he's actually talked about he wants to stay a lion if he but more than that he wants to get paid yes so if, if they can show him if this is the commitment that he needs from the lions to be like look we got rid of this veteran player this guy that can really help our team yeah he wasn't completely in it but we really wanted to save that money for you yeah then i think that says a lot to darius slay and that i hope that's the way this ends up going yeah and i, I hope that they look at slay as an opportunity to be like, hey, we're going to overpay you for a short amount of time. Yeah. I think that's how you should explain it to them. That's how it should be. Um, because, I mean, if you're going to ex- extend them for long term, let's say three or four years, that's going to hurt the team. Overpay them. I don't care. You have a lot of cap space here. Just use it. Yeah. You have over $50 million in cap space. That's how you win. That's, that's how, how you, you win. win. Yeah. In the NFL, you overpay certain players, and then you underpay other players. But I mean, you have to hit on those underpaid you, players, You have right? to have both at yeah. the same time. Yep. And so if you just constantly get rid of your older players, bring in a new stud, like if we get Jerry Okuda as a cornerback to replace Darius Slay, what are you, what are you really gaining? You're in not the, gaining you're, anything. You're just replacing a good player with a good player. Yep. So you need to hold on to these guys for a certain amount of time, and this helps them, in my opinion, this helps them do that with Darius Slay. Yeah, and you can get a run stopper, like filling Snacks Harrison's uh, – his role, you can get a, a decent run stopper for yeah. four, to, four to six million. I mean, really, you look at you the numbers. You don't need to be paying him twelve million dollars. You don't need the best one in the league yeah. when, when he's at his best. You look at one of the num- w- these guys with the numbers, and they really don't do. I I know that's important, but they really don't do a whole lot. The run stoppers, they don't come up with tackles. Yeah, they don't do that. All they do is they fill gaps and they allow linebackers to play. Yep. So if you get a somebody a group of professionals to to do that and just kind of i don't know i I think you could fill that role a lot easier than a skill position like darius slay i agree whether it's first round second round or a cheap free agency type guy i mean snacks was an undrafted free agent yep 
Uh, yeah, exactly. that's where he started. So yeah. go get him. <laughs> Can't be that hard to find a guy to fill a gap. I mean, just get the biggest guy out there. Yeah, right? just find the big dude. <laughs> big dude that wants to yeah. eat snacks all day. That's I don't a run know. stopper. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so um, some things we'll stick on Darius, Darius Slay for a little bit. Um, so I, over the last couple of days, I've been reading up on him. Quinn says that they've had a lot of discussions. Over the, I mean, really since I think it was August or September or something along those lines, um, working with Slay and his agent to, to try to get this deal done. But then today, you know, he said he's exploring trades for Slay. So I I really don't know what to take from, from what's happening here. So I just wanted to kind of put it in, your, put it in our, our court. Like, what is the percentage you think that he's actually going to be on the Detroit Lions roster on week one next year? Kyle, you want to start us off with that one? Um, it's, a, it's a tough question, kind of a loaded is. question, but it's I'm like. I'm going to say, because I, I don't want to be the guy who says 50-50, I'm going to say 40-60, the 60 being that he's not. Okay, so you're thinking they're going to move on from him. I think if they've been working on a deal this long, um, then I think there's an issue there. I, I'm with you guys. I hope he is, mm-hmm. um, and mainly because of what Ryan said, that if you're if you're going to draft a great cornerback, it doesn't matter if you draft him if you just lost a, a exactly because you're not you're not going to get a first round pick for for Darius Lay. No. right and and that's really what you I mean you got to look at what you're gaining but the, you're not going to be gaining much no, if not. you even move on from him the only part that I mean that says that's not true is that Quinn said that today and yeah. I think that's a negotiating tactic I think that's a thing to oh it's not they're not the talks aren't going where they thought they were so Quinn comes out today and says yeah we're we're looking at trades yeah I, I feel like they're playing chicken with each other I think they are too yeah. and it sucks that that's the way it's but I get it that's the way it goes um I think Slay wants to be in Detroit but he all like like Ryan already said he wants to be in Detroit but he wants to get paid and he in a lot of ways deserves to get paid yeah he does so what, yeah. what about you Ryan percentage wise what what's your gut tell you on, on Slay being a Lion first round first week I I think there's a seventy percent chance he's with the Lions I think the Lions want to keep him if he was really such an issue in the locker room they would have gotten rid of him I mean they've made it very very clear that uh, organization has made it clear if you're not part of the team you're out yeah and so he can talk a good game but in the end he's always been there he he plays semi injured here and there you know even if it's not full effort. Because he's trying to, you know, protect himself. Yeah, like I appreciate. I appreciated that in the three win, yeah, <laughs> season. But I, yeah, I mean, I think I think the odds are pretty good that they're going to work something out. I think this. I think they're just they need to get there. He obviously is a a good negotiator, Darius Slay. Like he's making. He's smart. He's, yeah. he's being smart about it. He's not just jumping head in, just being like head first and just saying, "Yeah, I'm a I'm a team player." He's making it very well known that he's in this for the money. And he's going to negotiate. So yeah. this is just part of that. Yeah. Because, he, I mean, how many times has he said, this is a business? This is a business. Exactly. This is a, like, he, he knows. knows it and he gets it. And, and I think NFL. Good to be up front. Yeah. yeah. NFL, more than any of the other sports, it, you have to be that way, too. Mm-hmm. These guys, you have to get paid when you're healthy. You have to get paid when you have the opportunity. That's true. So I don't, I, I mean, I know a lot of people get angry with these guys who hold out or negotiate hard. What I'm not one of those. I, I think these guys have earned it. You just never know. You're one knee injury away. You're one Achilles tendon away. One lockout away. One lockout away. Whole season, which I think is is playing a lot into that. Yeah. In in a lot of ways. I th- and sorry, I interrupted you, but um, I mean, it, it, I think that's playing into it. Where he wants to see money guaranteed for this year because he knows that he might be sitting out. I think it was Richard Sherman that came out a couple years ago, and he was like, "Hey, everybody, listen up." 
Be prepared to lock out. Be prepared to save your money. Be prepared to front load your contracts because, you know, 2021 is, is no guarantee. So, um, Didn't they just vote down the latest CBA? I don't think it's been out yet. Uh, well, the I don't think they voted on it. So uh, there was an initial vote. I think it was uh, – and that's just more of like a, a sample size, basically, what the, like the true vote will be, what they expect the right. true vote to be. But I think it, it, got it got voted down. It got and crushed in that. No, it was like it was actually. I think it was like five to eight or something like that. And I, I could be wrong. If you want to look that up as I talk, that's great. Um, but I think it's going to come out this weekend. Is what they're talking about. Gotcha. Um, the the true vote is going to be. And look, it's not going to pass. No. The first one never really gets gets passed. It never gets signed. And and I'm I expect a lockout as well. So um, I I'm more on the side of Kyle where, like I, I want him to be there. I hope that he's there. I hope he's aligned, but it just doesn't look like it. Like everything I'm hearing just makes me feel like he's going to be gone and it's going to suck. Whether it's a whether it's whether he's holding out or he's traded or something along those lines. I, I don't know. I don't expect him to. I, w- I would go right around, you know, Kyle with 40-60 type thing of him not being aligned. So, hope I'm wrong. Um another thing that happened just the other day, uh Danny Mendola resigned. Uh, I think it was one year, $4.5 million. Uh, Amendola is 34 years old, coming off a productive season with 62 catches for 678 yards and a touchdown in 15 games. Uh, bearing a trade, you know, his resigning ensures that the team is going to have their three leading receivers coming back. And they were very successful through the air when Stafford was healthy. I think that is a massive signing. Like, it's so small. It's not an answer to the long-term issues that the Lions might face at wide receiver. But going into next season, this is – I'm very happy that he's coming back. I didn't expect it. Um, I mean, wh- Ryan, wh- what are your thoughts on that one? I think you can get long-term wide receivers pretty much anywhere in the draft or every every year. So if this signing to me just means that they're not going to address this in the draft like the, it was possibly going to be done, you know. Okay. So – I don't think they need to go with the second, third, even first-round pick to go to wide receiver. This kind of just shows that they have one of their backup guys, a proven you know, wide receiver in the flat that can turn, get some first downs for you. And this was a guy that Matthew Stafford clearly liked. And trusted. Clearly trusted. <laughs> like every scenario, it seemed like. It seemed like when, when he was scrambling, this is the guy that was there. Yeah. It was the Wes Welker type of type of receiver that, yeah. that is so needed on every single team. So I'm, I think it's a good hire. I think it's a good hire because you want to try to keep as much of that offense when it was working well together. Yeah. No, I, I agree completely. Um, it, basically, I, I look at the offense. Is, I mean, yeah, you could address running back if you want. You can address offensive line if you want. But but you really don't have to. Right, and those aren't and the strengths, right? I think that's really right? important. Yeah, yeah. So, so you want to keep your strengths a strength. Everybody always talks about like addressing your weaknesses, but a big part of that is you don't want to just make your running game now your strength and now you can't throw the ball because you don't have the weapons there. Exactly. So keep what you have that's working, keep it together, and then see if you can figure out all the other stuff. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I think it's, that, I think it's a good move. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, it, it's just like like you said, you don't have to address it early in the rounds. You don't have to overpay for a question mark that you wonder if is going to gel well with with your other wide receivers if you know that's you know a big question mark that you don't know if your quarterback's going to get along with all those scenarios we know Danny Amendola is going to work with Stafford he's going to work with Galladay and he's going to work with Marvin Jones that is I'm very happy to see him come back do you do you think he would work well with Tua 
doesn't matter because that's not happening. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. We'll get into that. <laughs> so some Stafford, more Stafford rumors, just more rumors <laughs> going around. It seems like Stafford too. You know, yeah. Every single week, there's a Stua. new report. Stua. Stua. So it's going to be both of them together. Is that what you're saying? You want both of them on there? Stafua. Stafua. It's getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> just seems like we're further off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's just quit while we're ahead. Um, it, it seems like one day I really truly, like there's a report that for some reason I believe Stafford's going to get moved. <laughs> you believe every single one? I, I do. Like I'm, I'm, it's a roller coaster, man. I, I'm so stressed about this whole scenario because I want Stafford there, but I believe these reports for some reason. I'm like, love it him. can't, yeah. it, they can't do it. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh no, Stafford's our guy. And then. The next report comes out. Well, you know, he might want to be out. No, don't be out. Well, Stafford says he wants to stay. So it's just like, it's a, such a roller coaster. It's not going anywhere. No, I, I, I agree. I don't think it makes financial sense this year. But I did want to, like, so do you think it's a lot of smoke and mirrors going on? Like, just GM floating this oh, out and seeing if it yeah. sticks. Like, just throw anything at the wall and just confuse everybody in the front it, of this draft. What did Bob Is that what it's in? about? Please tell me that that's what it's about so I can sleep tonight because I'm just really stressed. Every time that it comes up. No, I think they're going to move Stafford. Oh, no. Yeah, the odds <laughs> are about 40%, right? <laughs> yes. 40. So he's back with his <laughs> Week <Zane>. one <laughs> percentage-wise. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Zero. Uh, what, didn't Quinn say just this afternoon, like, how many exclamation points do I have to put? Or yeah, I'll something put three yeah. behind it or whatever. Like, I do. I think there's some shadow games going on. I don't think they move him. I don't. I don't think so either, Ryan. We're truly, where are you laying with this? <laughs> this is totally a cat and mouse game. They're trying to get somebody to believe that Tua might be off the board at number four, at number five. Yeah. What they really want to do is trade down. They want somebody to come jump up. Or have trade, someone jump to two. Or or go to two and get him. Yeah, absolutely, because then you get Chase Young. Yes, let's do that. Right? That's what I want to see. I mean, so, but this is all just part of the game. You yeah. have to play the game, even if nobody sure. believes it. This you have to do your. To do. Is yeah, it just exactly. me? Job. Is it just me, or is this like? Is it getting earlier and earlier in the year? Like we haven't even had the oh, combine yeah. yet, and I've I think I've read six hundred different mock drafts, and Def- it's not even the combine. Definitely it's, earlier. Why? <laughs> it's definitely earlier. It, it might just be because we're so f- like, the Lions are so like. I mean, number three, high in the draft. It's like. I'm paying more attention no, to it. No, it's just NFL. It just, it's just, the NFL. It's just an NFL takeover. Yeah. Actually, I think the biggest thing is the NBA because nobody, nobody cares about the NBA in the regular season right now. It's all postseason. So, well, the NHL trade deadline, right? That was a big Huge. Big, nobody big, cares about that. Huh, our listeners might. <laughs> well, Thanks, yeah. Kyle. Well, not with the Red <laughs> Which one? <laughs> which <terrible>. one? <laughs> yeah, which one? <laughs> When you listen tomorrow. <laughs> when I listen tomorrow, there will be a <laughs> yeah, listener that Sam, cares. I totally miss that, Ryan. <laughs> Sam was talking about himself. <laughs> I care. Micah will listen. Just so you guys know, Micah is still part of the podcast. He's just been working out of town. Just so everybody. Where is he this week? I think St. Joe. St. Joe again? Yeah. Yeah, they're working on a drawbridge. So, um, With lights? I think it's to make the drawbridge go up and down. The movement of it, electrical, oh. e- electrically. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I have to ask my dad. Is it or like Micah? Con- is it like controls thing? Like a- yeah, I mean, like it, inputs outputs, or is it just uh, running electricity to it? Oh, it's it, there's it's so control. many like oh I I mean we'll have to have my dad on to answer oh, that cool. question. I mean yeah. it, it it's pretty complicated. The stuff that they have, a lot of sensors and like. It, it's yeah, for sure. Completing one circuit to start another one, and it's just like over and over again. But 
So if you want anything more about electricity, <laughs> don't listen Micah. to this podcast. It's called ladder logic <laughs> and uh, if-then <laughs> statements. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> if pi. it's a zero. <laughs> it's going to be something with pi. Then, I, think. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> um, all right. So we're done talking Stafford. Pi. So more Tua, though. I'm waking up this morning. Oh. I, I feel like I'm getting closer to being okay if we take Tua. You are? I don't know why. I I think I'm in a cra- – like, this is seriously messing with my head. All of these mock drafts. This is the all last – All of these reports. Like, why am I all of a sudden okay with taking Tua? It, it doesn't make any sense. Is it because you were listening to Belegian in the morning? I was listening to Belegian. And he made you think that you're being unreasonable to I'm, just hang on to Stafford. I get manipulated <laughs> by Sports Talk Radio. And I listen to so many different personalities that are on so many different sides of spectrum. I'm on that same roller coaster. Every day is a roller coaster. Every day is a roller coaster for me. And now you guys are starting to get it. He's an emotional mess. No, but it's not necessarily Belegian. It's just more or less, I mean, yeah, why not have both of them? Like, I'm kind of okay with it. But I also don't want to waste that high of a draft pick on a quarterback when I truly believe in Stafford. Would it it be wasting a draft pick if you could just sell him off at a different time? No, I, I don't think so. I mean, it's just like trading down, but but at the same time, it, it depends on what you get in return. Okay, so I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I'm not I'm not totally against moving on because we know Stafford. We know like I'm a huge Stafford guy. You're a huge Stafford guy. But does the organization need something different? Do we need to do something different? Possibly. I think we just need a different style team. I, I don't know. I mean, that's I'm uh, that is growing inside of me. Just wanting to move on, get get a new identity, get new excitement. I don't. I'm not really sure what the right answer is, but Kyle, what, what are, Kyle wants to. I'd be. <laughs> you want to move on? No, I don't want to move on, and I don't think they will. Okay. Because you, I, I think Quinn and sorry, I'm blanking. Patricia. Yep. Are on a tight leash now. Yes, they need to win now, and I don't think that making huge grand gestures into changing everything up. I maybe it would save their job another year, but I think they got to go with what works and Stafford yeah. was having a phenomenal season yep. until they got hurt. Um but at the same time when when we were talking about this before like you can talk about taking Tua, I thought you meant take him and then trade him somewhere. Okay. Um I'd I, be fine with that. I I I guess I'm more I prefer to trade down. Because yes. that's a sure thing. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, th- I feel like I'm almost just preparing myself to be okay with it if and when it happens and to get myself excited if and when they take Tua. I don't want them to. I'm convinced that that's what I don't want them to do. Can he play? But if like they do, can he get a pass rush or no? Um, I, I don't know. I think I'm just preparing myself to be okay either way. Yeah, that, that's I probably guess. a lot to do that. <laughs> But that, that takes a lot for Sam. But I guess, okay, so the upside part of it is Tua, this guy, I mean, he's a huge talent. This is a huge opportunity. He would have gone number If he didn't get hurt the way he did, he would have been he'd number be one. number one overall. And and True. maybe Burroughs would be right there with him at this point because he had just had an amazing season. Yeah. But the point is, this is a number one overall pick talent. Like maybe, I don't know, a guy like Matthew Stafford was. Yep. Sure. And it just hasn't worked out like we thought maybe with Stafford, but he's also – I don't know. I, I go back and forth because the risk is so high because of his injury history. The, the risk re- is so high, but – But the it, reward could be but so if he high. Doesn't, I don't like the injury. If he doesn't get hurt, if he has a healthy career, somehow <laughs> he could be that guy, the missing link, a, a Mahomes style just like – 
Yeah. yeah. That's true. A leader There's a lot of that changes there. the organization. Right. It could happen. Okay, we got to take Tua. We need to take <laughs> <laughs> More to come on that. <laughs> Yesterday was the NHL trade deadline, and the Detroit Red Wings are not in the playoff picture. I don't know if you guys know that. They're not? But no, they're really, really bad. They're they're one of the worst. <laughs> they are the worst. Like of all time, right? Yeah, it's, it's right around there. Like we're, Lions defense <laughs> make the Red Wings look It's tough, bad. yeah. <laughs> so, and the Pistons right now. It's like yeah. three-way tie. Oh, it's so fun. The, Lions, the Tigers aren't in last place, though, right now. I don't know if you know that or not. But yeah, it's early. They're tied for first. <laughs> And tied for last, but who <laughs> the Tigers? Spring training ball? Hey, did they plunk? <laughs> they plunked El Tuve. Yeah, it was on accident though. It was a breaking ball. Oh, I think it was on accident. W- w- it was a breaking ball. I actually didn't see it that. It was a breaking ball. So okay, I'll have to look it up. Yeah. Whatever pitch it was, he deserves it. So. Yeah. Oh man, that's gonna be a fun, fun thing to watch. As like, baseball is interesting. We should <laughs> like. It's not just a regional thing now. Like. I'm going to be watching Sunday Night Football to watch the Astro or football, <laughs> baseball, to watch the Astros. I, I think we need to do something for that, like uh, keeping tally of all the Houston Astros that are hit oh, all through the it's, year. It's going to be insane. I wonder what the over-under is. 83. The over-under is at 83? Is that low or high? That's low, I feel like, isn't it? It's way too low. That needs, yeah. to, be, that needs to be up by like, I don't know, 200? I thought so, too. That's what... It, I just saw this today, and I thought, what per player? Yeah, I could totally like, see. I could totally see a game where if it just gets out of hand, where there's like five guys hit. That's what I'm saying. Like, over and over and over, every and then, team's yeah, gonna feel that. That's a good point. And yeah. there's still the accidental ones as well. Yeah, maybe check that. I don't know. I saw a thing on. It was just on like a, a meme on Instagram or whatever. But it seems low to me. You guys are distracting me. So I can't talk hockey. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. This is supposed to be hockey. Well, hey, this the, is that's the end of the podcast. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is a baseball segment. So beer Let's go. Beer, beer, beer scores here. So all right. So beer intros. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's intro this beer. I'll start over if you guys want to. I mean, I I'm keep exploding. So. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, all right. So the trade deadline was yesterday, Monday, uh, February twenty fourth at three o'clock, and Eisman made a couple deals with a familiar face. Ken Holland in the Edmonton Oilers. So uh, we'll just start what what happened on, I think it was Sunday night, early Monday morning. The Detroit Red Wings acquired the Kyle Brodziak contract, who's retired due to injury, and a 2020 conditional fourth-round pick for Mike Green. Uh, The conditions are the 2020 fourth-round pick upgrades to a 2021 third-round pick if Edmonton advances to the conference finals this year. And Mike Green plays in 50% of the games. Decent return oh. for someone that nobody wants. It, 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 like, I, I feel like that's a steep price for him, right? I think that's, it, we did good that's on That's a that good one. trade for the yeah. Red Wings. Yeah, yeah sure. I mean, it, it's it's quantity. That's the way I look at it, is, is you got something for somebody that, I mean, that's basically the best you can do, is the way I look at it. Um, I don't think it's bad. Yeah, go get a role player. Yeah. He, he he very well may do well for them. I really think sure. that, that that'll be – I think he's a good fit there. Um, but I don't really care. I mean, we just got another draft pick, and we'll, we'll get into that. We'll just get through all of them, then then I'll try to talk about it. Um, Please do. The, the other trade that he made, this was closer <laughs> to the deadline. So they were kind of going back and forth. It sounded like uh, Athens was going to be traded to Carolina? 
Holy smokes, how do we write Nope. Is it the Panthers? Columbus. Columbus. It sounded oh. like he was going to be traded to Columbus, and then the Iserman kind of, it sounds like he played the phones, called his buddy uh, Ken Holland and said, hey, this is the, this is what it's going to take to get Athanasiu, and uh, for Andreas Athanasiu and Ryan Kuffner, who was an unsigned free agent by Ken Holland last season, Detroit Red Wings acquired expiring contract Sam Gagne, a 2020 second round pick, and a 2021 second round pick. So, you gain you got three draft picks out of this, yeah. Th- this trade deadline, two pl- or three players technically, three draft picks. I think Eisenman did a wonderful job when it comes to that. Um, sure. Usually, this is when I ask what you guys think. I'm sure you don't have too much to think about. The way I look at this th- this deadline as a whole was it was about getting quantity, and that's what he did. When I see second round, though, I always think like, ah. But because I that's a basketball mind. That's my. I, I, that's exactly where I was going. Yeah. Like a first round pick is so huge. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, a second round pick in, in the NHL. You that those are the guys. Look, you, you're going to win in high end talent, but you have to have those secondary guys that are, you know, just as good. That that are cheaper and that yeah. that fill yeah. fill roles that you absolutely didn't do it in a way that. Look, I mean, you can have a. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. Go nerdy here, but you can have a Glenn Denning and and any and any team. But when you're Glenn Denning, that is a good centerman that can shut down a top forward on the other team, but also be putting in 15, 20 goals. Those are your second round picks. That's not what Glenn sure. Denning was. So it's just kind of like, but that's I mean, if you can get a defensive type player that can also put 20, 15, 25 goals on on the board, that's what you're looking for with second round picks. Eisman has two of them. Two extra ones to work with here in the next couple of years. That's and awesome. I think that's that's really exciting. Are you you're happy with the Athanasiu trade? I am very happy with yeah. it. I, I mean, okay. he's look, happy he's gone, I, look, right? Well, yeah. he's I, I didn't hate. I, no, I, I didn't hate Athanasiu. <laughs> that's I mean, not true. You hate him. Look, you hated him. <laughs> no, I I really didn't hate him. I enjoyed watching him when he was out. I hated watching the Red Wings when he wasn't there because he's he's fun to watch. He's a very fun player to watch. I don't. Like I mean, a lot of a lot of Red Wings fans look at the minus forty five and the plus minus ratio, that and say, oh, he needs to figure out the defensive side of the. I think that's a bunch of crap. He's a goal scorer. He's, and he's on a flashy. terrible team. He's on a terrible team. Look, he scored thirty goals last year. He's a thirty goal scorer in the NHL. That is high. Like, there's not a lot of guys that can do that. That's true. And look, look. I mean, there's so many people that look at the Red Wings and like, well, you have these. These scoring guys that don't know how to play the defense. They need to figure out both sides. No, wingers don't need to play defense. Score goals. That's what your center and defensemen are for. I mean, yeah, you gotta have some kind of defensive abilities and you know, guard your point and be a be a option on the breakout. That's what a winger needs to do. I don't need a winger to be good defensively, in my opinion. I I've never thought that in my life. And I've played hockey my whole life. I, wingers don't do a whole lot in the defensive zone anyways. They it, really truly don't. Yeah. Look, it is never a winger's fault that somebody scores a goal. More times than not. I mean, yeah, it could be your point guy, but that's really rare on five on five. So, so do you think this was a good trade for the Oilers too, though? I do. So, and I think that's where a lot of like it's gonna. I think he's gonna be very successful in Edmonton because that's kind of their their way. Athens to you, not not Mike Green, right? Well, I think he could be. Um, I mean, he's he's not going to. He might break their 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 power play too. He's a good power play guy when he has the right guys around him. It'll be really interesting to see where he kind of 
fits in on that team. It, it's really hard to say. Um, he's an older guy, experienced, but he still has offensive ability, good skater as well, which is important. It, I'm really that's the one that I'm interested to see how it fits. I think Athens is going to fit in really well. I think he's going to be. I I, I think he's going to light it up. I really truly do. Um, he he's one of those guys. He's very streaky. I mean, if you follow the Red Wings, he's a really streaky guy. He's he went from like five goals to twelve goals in the last three weeks because that's just the way he he works. Um, and he he would go ten games without a goal and then score five in two games. Like it's just crazy how 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 the how that works. I think it's going to work out really well for him. And and I I want to caution Red Wings fans to not look at it that way. Like we lost this trade because he's look at how good he is or anything like that. That's not the way you got to look at this trade. Is, I mean, you got something for someone that you are not going to resign long term. Yeah, he's not. He's not part. Of, he's not a building block, right? Exactly. Yeah, true. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. So he's available. Yes. And we just heard Steve Eisenman talking tonight, and you you got to give somebody up. It's, yes. It's just the way it works with a team that like they have right now. You can't hold on to every good player. You have to decide who you're going to build around, and then you have to ship everybody else out. It, it comes at a cost. Yeah. And it's not like it's costing the Red Wings any more wins because they're so bad. So this, <laughs> yeah. is, this is not, not impacting the future. There are none to cost yeah. There are none. Yeah. They could win 10 more games. They'd still have the worst record. Yeah. So, I mean, this wow. this I looked at this deadline as getting qu- quantity, and that's exactly what Eisman did. Now it's time to turn that quantity into quality, whether it's hitting – like if he makes these draft picks in the second round – with these Oilers picks, yeah, you could get a decent player, but I I think of it more as packaging them together to trade up and get who you want when you want them. You know what I mean? If you want to move up two spots in a draft because you want to get a centerman that is going to get picked between where you're at, and I mean, there's a lot of movement that happens in the NHL draft. Like this, that's when these become truly valuable. When these quantity picks, you know. Can, you can go get what what you want and when you want. Yeah, you collect assets. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And and um, you know, I, so you look at the second round picks, and I can't help but do and look at what Eisenman did with the Lightning with the second round picks. There are two big names that can, you got them. Or? No, so I was just gonna ask you. Yeah. My point was, is this how he did it? It is. Okay. Yeah. He he did it in in Tampa. I mean, he had the high end picks. He had Stamkos. Um, already on, on already on the roster. He was a first overall pick. Um, there was another one that that came. I think it was uh, Victor Hedman. I want to say was was a high end draft pick. The, those were his the nucleus for the Tampa Bay Lightning. But when you're getting Braden Point and Nikita Kucherov, who became 40 goal scorers in the second round, that's where. I mean, <laughs> that's exactly how it's done right there. And Eisenman did that. Look, and if he makes these picks, and he turns them into something, great. Love it, but I look at it as just—I mean, really, wh- whatever. Just they're lottery picks, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're they're lottery yeah. tickets, is what Eisman keeps calling them. Is they're lottery tickets, and you hope you're scratching off the right one. <laughs> and that's what the NHL draft is because you never—they're eighteen-year-old kids. And now they have you don't more. know who's going to develop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Well, you have more. more of them. You have more, <laughs> and and I think that's that's the key to this deadline. Um, we're going to be in the same boat next year. We're going to be—we're not going to be good. It, it's. And, and you're going to – I mean, I would love to see Daly moved because he's expiring contract, but nobody wanted him. You weren't going to get anything. You would have got less for, than you got for Green, for, for Trevor Daly. Um, next year, um, you're going to be in the same boat with, with like, Helm, Glenn Denning, Phil Pula. Those guys are going to be in, like, basically the Athens CUs and um, 
my greens that we're going to be in the same position. We're going to be selling. I'm, I'm convinced of it. Um, and we'll, we'll see. I mean, you're going to continue to just continue to get um, assets, more picks, and that's exactly how you have to rebuild in this this NHL. It's not about spending money. It's not about overpaying anything like that. I mean, you look at the Leafs. They're overpaying for, for John Tavares, who was a prized possession. Now, all of a sudden, they're struggling to even make the playoffs. So, yeah. um, beat a 42-year-old goalie. But. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, it, it's it, it's interesting. Um, all in all, I thought it was a su- successful um, trade deadline. You're not going to get anything out of it. You're not going to get first-round picks for any of these guys. I'm sorry, but that's just not the case. So... I mean, you're going to have some people that are looking at the, the Mike Green dead, uh, trade and being like, hey, we need them to be really good. We want the Edmonton to, to make the, the conference finals and turn that fourth-round pick into a third-round pick. No, that's not the way you want to look at it. You want them to suck. You want them to miss the playoffs. You want them to be in the lottery, do very good in the lottery, and all of a sudden that second-round pick for Athanasiu that you got is going to be a – you know, top ten pick in the second yeah, that's round. That's a good point. Yeah. That's the way that's I look true. at it. Like, yeah. I mean, that's the other side uh, of the coin. Yeah, exactly, yeah. it's worth more than the fourth. It's worth turning more, into a third. Exactly. Yeah, hundred percent. So I look at it that way. So I think that's what the Red Wings fans should be cheering for: is Edmonton to suck, um, not only for Ken Holland purposes, but for draft purposes. So, a yeah. um, couple more things that I wanted to bring up before we turn the page for the Red Wings, probably for the year until until the lottery. <laughs> Um, uh, we will hold you to that. Year? Did he say the <laughs> he year? He said the year. For 2020? The season. Until the lottery, he said, yeah. Oh. Or, or until something else happens that's worth talking about. <laughs> so next week. <laughs> <laughs> How do I rewind the recording? <laughs> <laughs> I got to cut that out. I got to remember Are that. there any prospects that might get some NHL time, in, yeah, your, in so your opinion? Look, I mean, Is there like a yes and a don't expect category? <laughs> you guys are being mean. <laughs> All right, so everybody's going to be talking about can more, I more t Yeah, go for it. Talk. Well, yeah, I think I have I some drink. some prospects that I think will probably get some NHL time this year. This is just my opinion, though. Uh, Chalowski, I think he probably. I mean, he's been doing really well in Grand Rapids. I think Rasmussen <laughs> could really have a chance here. Hicketts, another another big name, maybe second round pick. Was he a second round pick? Hicketts? I don't remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and then Giovanni Smith is yeah. another one. I think uh, he's kind of earned it, in my opinion. If I can. And if I can hop in on guys not like, okay, Yajaman already said, Cider, there's no way. Valeno, there's no way. Yeah, no way. Uh, and McIsaac, I, I, I don't was thinking, see it. Yeah, I agree. I don't see it. He's just, not this year. No, not, not this year. Not this year. No. Hey, Sam, note to self, don't send them your, your show sheet already <laughs> filled out. <laughs> what do you right. think, Sam? All right, so all right, I, I like I love your guys' points there. You guys nail it right on the good head. points, right? Yeah, it was uh, excellent. With, with Chalowski, I, I look at it more as you need to know what he is. He's not really he he's he's been up a little bit. He was up a little bit last year. He he has problems. I don't know what it is. It sounds like just mental issues. I, who who really knows? It, and he gets confused. It's too fast for him. I have no idea. We need to know if he can play at the NHL level moving forward because he is a building block piece if he can figure it out. Rasmussen is having a good year in Grand Rapids. He he played all of last year in in Detroit until he got injured. Um like he's one of those names that people are going to forget about because you have Zadina, you have Valeno, you have Cider, you have all these other guys that kind of surpassed him. He's still a very young 
goal scorer that could be very successful in the NHL if it, if he figures it out. I'm very excited about Rasmussen. Is he one of our first round picks? Recent, yeah, he was a first years? round pick. I think two years ago is is what. All right, that it's ringing a bell. Yeah, yeah. Um, he had a very good Quebec major junior career. Very high high scoring player. Um, but everybody is in that league, so. Um, Hicketts is kind of coming up to you. Got to figure him out. He's 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 never going to be a top six forward. I don't or sorry defenseman. Top four defenseman, I should say. But could he be your five six and fill in? That's what we need to know. And Giovanni Smith is is proven to just kind of be a big body that he's going to be a, a you know nine to twelve forward type thing. Mm-hmm. So not going to be a high end player, but. Is, can he be the role players so you can let some of these veterans go or just sit them because they suck? Um, yeah, I don't expect Cider. I don't expect Valeno. I don't expect McIsaac. I think Eisman was pretty clear on 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 Cider. Just don't get your hopes up. Just kind of take a step back and, and <laughs> let these guys develop. Let them play in Grand Rapids for something and not come into the, the NHL and play on a garbage team is, is the kind of way I look at it. So, um also, we live in Grand Rapids. We so do live in Grand it's Rapids. Nice to <laughs> yeah. How many games have you been to this year uh, to six. see all these prospects? We One. should go to a game. Have yeah, you? We yeah, you did go to a game. That's right. No, I haven't. My yeah, ho- my whole company went and I didn't go. I thought you were there. No, it, I went last year. I went twice last year, but this year, no. I I had a a certain surgery in a certain male region. Oh. You didn't have a neighbor that you wanted to give the tickets to. I gave. I, to, couldn't, I couldn't go either. I gave. I gave to the Germans. Did you really? Yeah. Did they like it? They loved it. Oh, they had a great right. time. Nice. Yeah. They probably loved seeing cider. I don't think they knew who he was, but they. <laughs> what? He's they, German. They, they liked the it. show. That's what they told me. They're like, uh, yeah, l- they really liked the show. Of the whole thing. They were like the hockey. Yeah. No idea. No <laughs> idea what happened, but uh, the show was great. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. It's that time of the show. In the show? Of the show? Within the show. It's that within time the confines within the of confines the show. of the show. All right, let me write that down for next time. <laughs> Try to spell it. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. Confines. <laughs> <laughs> I can't spell Air it. Airby. <laughs> to do our beer grades. But before we do. That was a really good transition. That was good. <laughs> I want to remind. Everyone, again, to go to stop into the Hobbs Brewing Company and Cafe for your game days, date nights, business lunches, or any night out with your friends. The Hops gets a high grade from us with whatever is going on that night. They have great beer, great food, and they are official brewery of State of My Sports for 2020. Mentioned this code. King Kyle. King Kyle I up until the end of the month. I didn't say creepy that time. No, you, you didn't. I said I was too creepy before. <laughs> For two dollars off, King two dollars. Do we get the two dollars off if we bring <laughs> use that code? I think we do. Yeah, we gotta try that. Yeah, we no. should. I'll get over there tomorrow. Can, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should. King Kyle, you get two dollars off your first beer every single time you show up. So, tell them we sent you. We we'll love it. And Ryan, can you give us a yes. quick little beer grade? And Ryan, everybody, what you're drinking too? From the Mint Brewing Company, I'm drinking Beanball Blonde. This is a really, really good coffee ale, and it's a blonde, which is I I just had another one of these at City Built Brewing. I was just telling you guys, this is a really good. Th- this one is better, I think, but 
I don't know. I like the blonde coffee mixture. It, for some reason, it just works. It's something that I would not expect to be so good. Yeah. I love, I don't remember what I, I gave it a high score. Both times I asked for a little bit and I didn't get it. No, I said time. you could have some. I wish listeners or. Is the there you, one, or the, is there one more in my. No. <laughs> Dang it, dude. Or the YouTube people could see when Ryan had Sam walk around to his cans <laughs> to see if there was a little bit left and there was nothing. <laughs> he wanted to try it. I was like, yeah, sure, go ahead. Oh, try this one. There's both, nothing there. Oh, both try the other were one. Empty. <laughs> It was really good. That was unintentional, by the way. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I wanted to share it with you. I just, I don't know. I drink it all. So I'll give it a grade eventually, <laughs> probably right now. I'm going to go 8-6. Yeah, that's a pretty high score. Fair. I like that. Do you remember what you gave it two weeks ago? It was upper eights, I think. Yeah. I think it was around there, yeah. Yeah, which, yeah. It, it deserves it. Everybody it should go out to the Mitten Brewing Company Go get this beanball blonde. Yeah, I'm going there for, for opening day. I go there every year for opening day. I used to get tigers. invited to that. I don't get invited anymore. I You've mean, the been invited every time. You just haven't showed up. That's, that, the, that's well, the problem. I don't know. Got to look, look at your phone, too. <laughs> yeah. You probably didn't get any invites about this podcast either, right? Or text messages related <laughs> yeah, to the yeah. podcast coming up I feel up like today. I answered. Oh, sorry. No, I didn't. <laughs> that's true. Okay. Well, my beer is from New Holland Brewing. Um I'm torn on this one because every single one of these cans that I opened, <laughs> as you guys saw, this is crazy. Exploded. There's, there's more beer on my floor than in your gut. <laughs> yeah, and on my <laughs> jeans and yeah. my hoodie and everything. Um, and I'm bummed because I feel like this could be good. Like I feel like this could be, for me, this could be a mid to low eight. Yeah. If it was solid and I wasn't losing all the carbonation and it didn't explode and make a mess. Um, so should we send out like a safety warning to people? Yeah. Like if you've been affected by this, call this number. Yeah. Like a class action. <laughs> yeah. A class yeah. action lawsuit. I think it's about that time. The whole <laughs> thing was like that. Yeah. New Holland, they will make it right. Yeah. Bring your cans to us. We will give you 10 cents per can. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. To make it right. We'll take it from there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was yeah. thinking five cents. You <laughs> five know? cents per can. <laughs> Empty um, can. <laughs> Or full. I mean, it can be full. Yeah, yeah. actually, go full. <laughs> yeah. Do full. Yeah. Preferred. Um, yeah, like I said, I think it might be better if it wasn't exploding and it wasn't losing all the fizz. I'm going to go 6.5. Oh, man. I feel like we got to have a redemption one. Yeah, yeah that's too bad. Someday. I have to buy another six-pack of this. Yeah. Whoever can that, just like tone it down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You know, it doesn't have a name, like a <laughs> yeah. canned by Jimmy or <laughs> double, something. Double check. Like, Come on, Jimmy. Come on. Jimmy, man. you blew it. <laughs> Oh, it's too, up, too hard. It's always Jimmy's <laughs> fault. Speaking of too hard, or do you say too hard? Yeah, he blew it too hard. That's what she said. Too hearted is what I am drinking. From Be- no, yeah, no, you're good. good, right? I that was a good. You should just keep. That going. was good, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. The yes. point is to not stop and say that was good. You just keep going. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. it's our time to give you a grade on that transition. Yeah. Some. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One point two. <laughs> just kidding. That's way too. <laughs> <laughs> I score out of. Zero to one. All right, well, this is too long. All right, <laughs> I'm drinking Two Hearted from Bell's Brewery. It is a Michigan staple, one of the the most popular beers in the country. One the of the most, most popular the beers in in the state of Michigan. It's great beer, like oldie but goodie. Oldie but goodie. Yeah. Look, I, I'm more of a New England style, but this this one tastes so good. I'm gonna go with an eight five. Ooh. I like that beer a lot. I think that's a good grade. Yeah. That's probably good. Yeah. It's pro- yep. That's probably what everybody should have it at. <laughs> like, yeah. whether it's your style or not. It's just... 
It's it's just good. You got to respect it. Yeah, you do. Yeah, if true. you can drink an IPA, that should be one of your go tos. Plain and simple. It does. It gets extra points for being who it is. Yeah. yeah. So, well, that was. I mean, we we were off for for a full week, and that was. I think I think we did pretty good for being a week off. Kept it within time. I appreciate that. Felt like we were going for three hours. Yeah. So yeah, I would have kept. You guys want to talk more? Trade deadline stuff or no? Yeah, next episode. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Start right yeah, after exactly. this one. Yeah. You guys already let me down next episode. So, well, thank you guys for recording. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. We'll talk to you next week, if not sooner. Peace. See where things go naturally Just say the